Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. The time of the year has finally come. Episode 74, post-Daytona 500, Daytona Escapades Part 2. I'm very excited to bring this to everybody that I've met there at the at the track and to all the regular listeners of In the Marbles Weekly Racing Podcast. Whether you're joining us on your regular podcast platform or on the Unhinged Sports Network, we welcome you. And first off, Preston, I got some stories, man. Oh, I, I know you do. I got some I more. I know you do. I got some more stories from this past week, and I dare say more so than I had last year. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay. It, it, okay. <laughs> it was a fun weekend of racing. It was a fun weekend with old friends and new friends, and I'm excited to bring it all to you. I'm excited <sighs> to bring it great. all to you. I can't man. wait. It was so much fun, and you know what? We're going to forego the news because I have no news. Do you have any news? Uh, there, uh, not really. A little bit, but it's it's. We can talk about it next. It's week. off season stuff, probably for Formula One. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, it's pre- yeah, pretty much. Oh man, pretty Preston, much. I I tell you what, man. But you know what? Before we get going into my escapades here for round two of the Daytona <laughs> Speed Weeks and stuff, how are you doing? House to wife, house to kids. Everything is great. Life is good. Good, buddy. Any any news regarding when you're going to start at the firehouse? Uh, next month. Next in a month. couple weeks. Yeah. In a couple yeah. weeks. Okay. In a couple weeks. You excited about it? Oh yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to come back. I'm. I've missed it. I know you have. I know. But hey, life is good, man. Life is good, man. Life and is good. Life is good now that it's dry. Yeah. Now do, that do you it's, know it's weird. Uh, I walked out the door today, and there's just like this weird fireball in the sky. The sun. Oh well, it wasn't it present in Florida. <laughs> it is. It exists <laughs> for Man. once around here. It's like that Forrest Gump movie when he said, "You know, one day it rained, it started raining, and it just kept on raining and didn't stop." Yeah, that's pretty much what it's been like around here. And that's what I feel like it was like here and <laughs> at Daytona. Man, couldn't get away from it. But you know what? We're gonna get this started off. Like I said, we have no news. 
But this portion of In the Marvels, the Daytona Escapades presented by Fubo. Fubo, cut the cord with expensive satellite and cable TV and go with Fubo. You can find the link for it at inthemarvels.net under the Partners tab. Scroll all the way to the problem, all the way to the bottom, I should say. Link to Fubo is right there. It'll take you to Fubo, and you might just be hooked. Sign up for your seven-day free trial and watch all your sports, whether it's racing, football, basketball, hockey, racing, or movies, TV shows, local networks. It has everything. Fubo, go check them out. So we're just going to hit the ground running, Preston. Uh, let's do it. Gonna, oh, it's uh, exciting. <laughs> the, so the exciting. The most wonderful time of the year, the Daytona <laughs> Escapades, bro. As you know, I was, I, I'm going to sh- switch over to wide shot here So because I'm, I'm just going to tell the story streamlined. It's great. <laughs> okay, as we know, I go to Daytona. This is my third year going to Daytona in a row. Mm-hmm. So I pack up. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. I'm, I'm all <laughs> packed, ready to go. It's Thursday. I do my final preps, and then we're going to Daytona. And I say, we, me. Yeah, you. And I didn't speak the whole way down there. I'd listen to our episode, and I'd listen to Blind Spotting NASCAR's podcast that we had on the show for our oh, race, uh, race Day Unhinged. Yeah, on Race Day Unhinged. Yeah, that's right. Listening to them, listening to our show, and then we, I get down to Daytona, go to Crazy Horse Campground, and wouldn't you know it, Preston... They redid the whole off-ramp thing there for the Crazy Horse in Daytona Beach. And so my GPS said exit at exit 260. Mm-hmm. I get to exit 261. It's like, where the heck am I supposed to exit? It said to do that, but I'm listening to the GPS. And I overshot my exit by four miles. <laughs> so I already okay, I'm thinking, all right, this, well. is, this is how the weekend's going to go here. And I'm kind of upset about that, but you know what? Whatever. I'm going. To, I'm, I <laughs> got, was, you, oh look there! Oh, I was like, my that, exit? There that was the track. I was like that Wait looks a familiar, <laughs> and that's exactly what happens. Like that looks familiar. That looks familiar. Whoops! Overshot it. it was <laughs> that like, doesn't look familiar. Wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. So I went a little more down i ninety four, i ninety five ninety five ninety five, all the way down to the next exit. Turn around. Come back. No problem. No harm, no foul. Yeah. No, no big deal. It is what it is. I, I got to say, it wasn't that big of a deal. So I get to Crazy Horse Campground, pay the money for the fees, and sit down and go to the campsite. And they say, where do you want to be at? And it was wide open. This time last year, it was pretty much a quarter of the way full. This time, it was nothing. Hardly anybody. Speckles. And I say, I want to be around people. And wouldn't you know it, guess who's there? Bob and Lori from last year. Okay. So I said, <laughs> Great. As long as I know that they're here, that's fine. And it turns out more people came. I'll tell you about that in a second. I set up camp, set up a new canopy, bring out all the food. I did it right. Before I got to the Detroit, before I got to the campground, I stopped by Walmart, got the beer, got the food. You know, and I have a new propane stove so I'm able to cook. I'm, I'm self-sufficient at this point. I got chicken, steak, whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat, not like a king, but I'm going to eat good. Right. Finally set up and said, I'm not going to the duels. I'm going to do like I did last year, recoup from the drive and watch the race and from the campground. Well, there were these two individuals that pulled up right after I kind of set up camp name. I didn't know their name at the time. I'll get to their name in a second. But my first impression of them was pretty funny <laughs> because they had a, a van and a trailer. And <laughs> one of the guys was directing... Oh, the, the other? The other. It's like, we're pulling like this. It's like, I can't turn the trailer. And it's like, I'm looking at this, drinking a beer. It's like, man, these guys are either going to be the 
funniest guys to hang out with or they're just going to annoy the mess out of me. But I'm going to get to that in a second because they turned out to be really good guys. So we watched the duels and then it started raining. After the first duel race, it just mm-hmm. started raining. Yep. I quickly waterproofed my camp, set up everything. Then the rain stopped. We watched the end of the duels and that was day one. Nothing really to write home about, but you know what's coming. <laughs> I know what's coming. And everybody listening to the podcast, that was there that day, know what's, knows what's coming. I wake up Friday. It's Friday at this point. I said, I need to get gas for the Jeep, make sure I can make it home, and then come back. So I go to get gas. Guys, it's going to get better. It's only going to get better after this. <laughs> I can see the excitement. I know. Right I'm now. so excited. I'm so I want to get going. So I, I finally get gas, I, I get gas, and I come back, and I stop by the flea market. Now, last year, I told you about the flea market, but yeah. I never went to the flea market. But mm-hmm. this time I did because I asked Bob and Lori, is it worth going? They said, yeah, it's a lot of independent vendors. It's like, okay, well, that's where they're at. They're at the flea market. You know the independent flint vendors that go from track to track selling all the vintage stuff, the yeah. die cast, the shirts and stuff? Well, quarter panels, quarter whatnot. Panels, yeah. yeah, everything was there. So I went to the flea market on the way back from the gas station and sure enough man this is great you can walk around here for hours and if you had endless amounts of money you'd be spending it you'd be i'd be spending it but i didn't (laughs) and i and i go into this one vendor and i see these signs behind me if you're watching on youtube they have these signs these little led signs that like down and it says nascar it's like that would be perfect for a backdrop for youtube Mm -hmm. and i got a card and I'm, we're going to make more signs, but I just I told this guy to give him a plug. And his name is Frank Temple, Pro's Choice Incorporated, that the company that makes these signs. And he said you could send him any logo, and he would get them made. And so I'm going to do a Formula One one for you, and in the marbles one for our backdrop. Oh, man. It'll be great. Gonna be it's going to be, be great. Pro's Choice. Pro's Choice Incorporated. 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 They have a phone number on there? Yeah, they do, actually. I'm going to go ahead and give him a shout-out. It's a cell phone number, so, if Frank, oh. Frank, if you're listening and your phone gets blown up and sorry, you're here. Sorry, man. Oh, I got oh. him from In the Marbles. Well, give, you know. He won't be sorry after that. He won't be sorry if they're buying stuff. Phone number is 86. I'm so dyslexic, dude. Uh-oh. You want me to read it? No, no. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> 386 and the email address is proschoiceincorporated at bellsouth.net. Wow, Bell South. Yeah, Bell South. Isn't that old? You haven't heard that in a while. Wow. And they're based out of Port Orange, Florida. Never even heard of Port Orange, Florida either. Well, wow. guess what? You have now. I have now. And this is, they've been going on since 1987. So they, they've been. Oh, pretty, no wonder Bell South. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm surprised it's not AOL.com. Yeah. But so we've I, I get the sign and I grab a Kevin Harvick hat. Obviously, I'm not wearing a Kevin Harvick hat right now. No, I'm wearing a Christopher Bell or Christopher or Chase Briscoe hat. I don't yep. even know whose driver's hat I'm gonna have on my head. I'm so excited <laughs> about this episode. I get back to the campground and kind of relax a little. The truck races until later that evening. But guess who comes rolling in? Just guess, guess, just guess. Guess who comes rolling? If you remember in. last episode or last year's episode, you you'll probably kind of understand on uh, who it is. I don't remember because I haven't. I don't recall very much of last year's episode. It was our buddies from South Carolina, the Taylors, all the way from York, South Carolina, and they called me out. We, I met up with them and said, "Hey guys, what's going on?" And they said, 
Yeah, we got a bone to pick with you. Uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> right off the bat, I was Uh-oh. like, oh no. <laughs> and I said, I bet you I know what it is. And said, you tell me what it is. I said, when I gave you guys a shout out last at, last year, I said you guys were from Troy, South Carolina, not York. And they said, yep, that was Ooh. it. And, and went, you've been holding on to that for a year. And they said, yep. <laughs> like, oh boy. Oh no. They quickly forgave me and. We go back to playing beer pong, and at this point, it's maybe 2 o'clock in the afternoon. This is when it starts getting interesting here. <laughs> I mean, all the craziness happens. This guy comes up. Now, are you an uncle by any chance? Uh, no. Okay, I'm an uncle to four nephews and one niece. Gladly, I would do anything for them. I would gladly do anything for my nieces and, for my niece and nephews. But this guy went over and above, I'd say. What this guy did was amazing. He was selling koozies and calendars for his nephew's go-kart team. Okay. Okay. That's really neat. Yeah. I look at the calendar, and it's this 12-year-old nephew with his arms folded with a girl kissing him. I was like, okay, that's not out of the ordinary. He said, it's one of them girly calendars. I said, okay, girly calendars, what do you mean? It's like, oh, the girls are naked in there. Oh, <laughs> A flood, a, a flood of just thoughts came through my head. It's like, you're not with your nephew, are they? He's like, no, no, no. They were, it's just solo photos. And I look on the back, and sure enough, it's a new girl calendar. <laughs> and it's like, they're only 10 bucks, man. Come on, put them in your man cave. It's like, oh, put them in right behind the in the Marvel <laughs> studio backdrop. It's like, hey, it's February. How about that? <laughs> it's still February. Yeah, it's February. It's only February. And I, I kind of started thinking, it's like, I cannot in good conscience, knowing that I have a wife and knowing that, oh, my gosh. It's like, I can't do that. How much are, how, how much are your dadgum koozies? It's like, oh, they're $5. It's like, just give me a dadgum koozie then. And leave me alone. And, and this guy, and I like to think I'm a fun uncle, but holy cow, I think this guy takes the, you know, takes it to the next level. Well, man. I mean, I guess I... I mean, maybe he was kind of in the right ballpark to be targeting an audience of NASCAR. I'm not saying you, but just in general. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. He was hustling good. And I don't even have to. I don't I even mean, know where the koozie is. That at definitely this point. caught me off guard. That was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of them girly calendars. Yeah, and I was like, oh, oh, boy. <laughs> I fi- so he finally leaves. And at this point now, we're I'm about three jello shots in with the Taylors. And they're good jello shots. And now, oh. now I'm starting to. Okay, I got to pace myself because the truck race starts at five thirty. It's we got a few more hours before we start. We even think about going to the track, and we're drinking and drinking. And that's when I finally walked over and met those two individuals that I saw parked the trailer the other day. His name is Bob and Guy. Wait, Bob and Guy from New York. Bob and and they Guy. were like best friends since knee high to a grasshopper, and their dads raced in New York and they grew, they grew up together around racing. Their dads raced and, you know, just, you know, getting to know him more. Uh, Bob used to be an army, army, army ranger. Can't even say that hardly, right? Army ranger. And guy did something. We were drunk most of the time. I forgot what he did. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those weekends, (laughs) folks get ready, but they were really cool guys. They had a really cool setup. I got to see their setup. They were trail. They were, you know, the van and trailer and Bob slept in the trailer and he had a cool setup in there with, they hooked it all up with electric stuff. They pulled the generator out, just plugged it in. They had power. He had AC, he had heat, nice little bed, just comfortable. 
you know, really neat setup. Guy had the van where he converted it into everything once everything was set up. Nice canopy tables everywhere. And, you know, they brought me in. We started drinking with them. And the more I hung out with them all week and the more just fun they were. It's like, oh, well, let's do this. And Bob Shop taught me a lot of stuff about cooking. I'll get to that in a second. That's a Saturday thing. We're on Friday. Uh, yeah, we're, on, we're only on Friday, folks. We get we. It comes time to get to the track for the race. I don't have a ticket for the truck race. Last year, I just went up there and bought one. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm going to do the same thing this year. Go up to the window and say, hey, I like a, one ticket for the truck race. General admission. We get to the track. And there was this guy parked next to us with an IAFF sticker on the windshield. And I look at the sticker and said, hey, I'm on the job. Saw your IAFF sticker. What's going on? I'm at, you know, introduced myself. Said, hey, I'm Scott. Big guy. Big dude. <laughs> you know. I said, hey, Scott, nice to meet you. And he said, I was on the job a long time ago, and it was a lot of fun. We got to talking more. Then Bob, and this is Georgia Bob, because it was <laughs> Lori driving Bob in the passenger seat. New York Bob to my right, I'm in the middle, and guys to my left. Every one of them had open beer cans, and we're driving to the track. <laughs> and it's oh, like, wow. uh, you probably, guys probably shouldn't do that. No, just wait. Just wait. And they're like, whatever. And it's like, okay. And Lori, right. Lori said, as long as I'm not driving, Lori had uh, parking passes for the weekend right off of turn four. So it's like, man, you mind if I ride with you? It's just a little grass lot. We can just walk to the track. So I met Scott. There talking to him. Georgia Bob said, "Hey, you need um, we got we're going." I said, I, "I need to grab tickets," and he said, "Well, good luck with that." Well, Scott happened to have extra tickets for people who bailed on him. He said, "Hey, just I'll give you a ticket." It's great. Hey, I really appreciate it. How much do I owe you? He's like, "I don't owe me anything." I ended up buying Scott and his friend Brian a beer. Okay, it's like at least let me buy you guys a beer. Right. You know, fair enough. That's only fair. Mm-hmm. You, you, you give me a free entry to a NASCAR race, I got to at least buy you a beer. I said, yeah, yeah, it sounds good. Come on in. We sat on the tippity top of the racetrack. I mean, the, the best view I've ever seen of the racetrack, just kind of looking down. You're kind of, you see everything. Mm-hmm. You see absolutely everything. And this is for the truck race. And these are great seats. I mean, the hike up to the ramps yeah. were a little yeah. steep, but it was a great seat. Got to see everything, and that's where I did the whole panoramic shot on Twitter, and that's where I, you know, I was like, "Oh boy, I'm here!" And they cranked up, they kept going, and they didn't even take the green flag. The trucks didn't even take the green flag before all heck broke loose behind. It was like, my gosh, we haven't even done lap one in the season, and they're wrecking. Mm-hmm. Like, oh boy, this is gonna be a long night. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office, more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky. 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Natalie Decker was in that race. And I was listening to her spotter the whole time and scanner the whole time. And I I thought, to me at least, I don't know if you watched the truck race. Did you watch the truck race? I did watch it, yeah. She was holding back a lot. Mm-hmm. And that was by design because her spotter was saying, hold back. Don't go up there. Don't do this. Stay in line. Stay at the bottom of the racetrack. Yep. The whole race. I was kind of disappointed in that. Uh, I don't know. You know, maybe they were probably going for the uh, everybody's going to wreck kind of deal. Yeah. Well, get this. And we all know what happened. They big, a wreck happened off a of turn two, and they didn't clean up the track right. NASCAR failed to clean up the track right. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. In that instance, <sighs> Natalie Decker Rex and was like, "Well, I guess I'm listening to someone else." So I'll listen to Matt Craft, and he's always fun to listen to on the truck race. Race ends. Ben Road wins. It was a good race. It was. And we're going to go ahead and rate the race right now, Preston. I'm going to. You want to go line by line like we did last week? Or sure. Do you yeah, do we can do that. All right. Memorability. What do you got? Seven. I got an eight only because okay. you know I was there on a good part of the track and mm-hmm. got to look down. Yeah, and it was great good, seats. It was great seats, and thanks again, Scott, for hooking me up with those. And Brian, hope you guys are doing well. If you're listening to this episode, it was great meeting you guys, and it was great. Just great seats. The only bad thing about it, the seats, so I must say, they're right above the bathrooms, and there were vent fans going. <laughs> you can only. I was like, man, something smells bad. I looked down, and it's like, oh man, I wonder what that is. And then I figured it out after a couple times, after I'm a couple classrooms, going to the bathrooms, like. Oh, it's oh, a bathroom vent fan. That's why. <laughs> but hey, free seats. <laughs> smell like smell like that, and, and they're free seats. Okay. I can't complain. So memorability 7 for you, memorability 8 for me. What about excitement? I gave it an 8. I gave it a 9. Okay. It was really exciting race. I, I was I, just excited for trucks to was, be back on it track. Was two by two the whole race. It was none of this run the high line. We'll get more into that later on when Sunday comes. <laughs> Oh, no, on, on the hotline and stuff, I thought it was a very exciting race. So nine for me, eight for you. Unpredictability. I gave it an eight. I gave it an eight as well. Okay. Competitiveness. Seven. I gave it an eight. I thought it was very unpredictable. You kind of thought the Thor Motorsports, were, one of them was going to win it, but which one? Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's like, I think Thor's going to win it in intensity. I gave it a seven. I gave it an eight. Overall rating for me, 8.2. What about you? 7.6. I thought it would, yeah, okay. Well, it was a it was a good start yeah, to the race great. weekend for yeah, me. It was absolutely. a free race ticket. Thank you again, Scott, for that. It was a lot of fun. And then we, I, I hightailed it back because I was off the exit of Pit Road for that race. I was up high on the exit of Pit Road, so it, I thought it was going to be way late going back to turn four, waiting for Bob and Lori to take me back. Yeah, because that track. sounds like a hike. It was. It was. And, you know, I just hoofed it. Didn't care. Oh, well, not in a rush. Get to the car, go back to the 
this is where it starts picking up. Oh boy. This is where okay. This is Friday too. <laughs> so we get I get back to the car after the race and say, Man, what a fun race. That was a lot of fun. We were talking to race. Did you did it anyways? Okay. So we get back to the track and we're drinking now. Now Bob and Lori bring out their jello shots. And now we're drinking more and more. The race ended, I believe, around five thirty, about maybe nine o'clock. Eight, nine o'clock. We keep drinking till one. Or I should say, I keep drinking till one. <laughs> have have some dinner, have some chicken. I you know do all that, and then go and then go to bed. And then Saturday comes. But before we get into Saturday, we're going to take a break and listen to a plug from Teespring and a couple from the Unhinged Sports Network. This is in the marbles, and you're listening. And we'll be right back after this. All right, Matt, before we move on, I figured we'd let our listeners know out there about our new discount code over at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles. And you want to know what that is? What's the discount code? NASCAR. I like it, man. The new season is upon us. 2021 is finally here. We're past 2020 and we're looking forward to 2021. So if you go to in the marbles.net and go under the merch tab, you can find Teespring, the link for teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles t-shirts hoodies mugs and i mean you were telling me that the fans can even request us that's to right put if, something if else we, on say, there. we have a saying or something you want on a t-shirt that has to do within the marbles tell us about it we'll put it on a t-shirt for you and sell it to you yeah so uh of course keep it reasonable everybody that's so right. the discount code runs from now until the end of february february 28th there's only 28 days this year in february so remember that that's so right. that's teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles or if you go to in the marbles.net under the merch tab you'll find it there and that's discount code nascar for 10 off go out and get your merch today back here with in the marvels weekly racing podcast our second daytona escapades episode i'm matt beamer alongside preston lude and now we're going into saturday saturday this is where where the weekend picks up i feel this is where the weekend really starts getting interesting because at this point we're Bob and Guy and I are starting to get to know each other a little more. I'm hanging out with Bob and Lori and the Taylors from South Carolina. Things are picking up. I can't wait. I wake up to rain. Oh, yeah. Shocker. I I wake up to rain. No shocker there. But the rain quickly subsides. Now, I'm debating at this point whether to go to the Arca race or not. I ended up not going because Bob and Lori weren't going. You didn't really miss and it's like, much. And it sounds like from the what I heard about the race, I didn't miss a lot. It wasn't a whole, it wasn't much. I watched it. Oh, uh. I must go back to Friday, though. I must go back real okay, quick to Friday. Okay, we'll backtrack. Oh, what'd you get there? Because there was this company I found, this beef jerky company. Oh. This guy hustled it good. I bought, <laughs> I bought two small bags. I like the way you put that. Yeah, this he, guy hustled it good. He really hustled it good. It's called. It's from Bigfoot Philly Cheesesteak. Based out of Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Ooh. And you wouldn't think a Philly cheesesteak company would sell beef jerky. But there it is, folks. For YouTube. Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Bigfoot Philly cheesesteaks. And I'm going to let you try it. Okay. And we're going to do a little test here because I, I really enjoyed it. I killed right. one, I killed with this bag during the race weekend. Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Yeah. And I went to their website, and something's wrong with their website. Wow. Or else I plugged the website. But they have a Facebook, and it's called Bigfoot Philly Cheesesteak. If you look them up on Facebook, you'll see them. But I wanted to let you try this because it's really good. Okay. I'm uh, and, pretty and excited act- for this. And they're actually going to be on the back of Natalie Deckard's car. And when I told him I had a podcast, he asked how many followers I had. And I thought, oh, cool, maybe a potential sponsor. And I said 175. And he said, oh, we'll stay in touch. Oh. <laughs> was like, well, I mean, he kind of... Played well, it off a little bit. Well, I'll so, stay in touch. But, but yeah, yeah, they're really good. I told him I'd plug them on this week's episode. I'm going to let you try. Thanks, you man. Appreciate that. It's kind of tough, but 
Not bad jerky. I like it already. It I didn't even have to even get that far into chewing it. Right, it's really good. Yeah, a little tough, but still good. I killed this bag at the campsite, one of the yeah. bags. But I wanted to let you That's try. good. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, Bigfoot Philly cheesesteak. Wow. I got like a burst of flavor as soon as I started chewing like, right away. Right. Wow. Holy cow. A little tough. All right. Yeah, a little tough, but still good. Bigfoot beef, uh, Philly cheesesteak. That's good stuff right there. Good job, guys. I think... Um, I'm no beef the, jerky connoisseur. For the two bags, the two small bags was like 10, 12 bucks. For the two larger bags, it was like 16. So I said, I'll, I'll take the two small bags. Not bad. You know, honestly, I'll, I'll say this real quick. People that come through selling like any kind of food, it's actually usually pretty good. Like when I went to Darlington years and years ago, there was one guy that was walking around one of the parking lots selling pork rinds, but he was... Different flavored pork rinds. Right. And I bought a whole bag of salt and vinegar pork rinds, big bag, and I downed it in an hour. And that uh, was really good. Along with your hot dogs, right? <laughs> I talked about that with my brother and some of his friends. And he says, he was talking to his friends. He said, oh, yeah, it's always a good time to go to Drawington. We're all drinking, blah, 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 this and that. You know, you can, he was telling his one of his friends, yeah, you can bring coolers of beer into the track. Unless you're pressing, you bring a cooler of hot dogs into the track. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I bring hot dogs into the track. And I'm a very well liked person. Because I start handing out hot dogs. Oh, is that it? Right when you look, when you walk in with a cooler with like forty hot dogs in it, of course you're gonna give some out to some people. Hey, you want a hot dog? Hot dog? Anybody? Hot dogs? That's oh, okay. I'll just eat twenty of them. No big deal. Oh, well, okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a uh, big uh, Bigfoot Philly cheesesteak in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and they have good beef jerky, man. Uh, I have like to I said, check them out next time I go up there. Yeah, yeah, go check them out. They're Really good group of people, and they're going to be on the back of Natalie Deckard's car this weekend during the Xfinity Series race at the road course. Okay. All right. So, cool. You know, hey, okay. So look for Natalie Deckard and look for Bigfoot Philly Cheesesteak right there on the back. Anyway, back to Saturday. We're back to Saturday. We started doing the little day drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Bob and Guy and all of them, and we're staying dry from the rain, but we're cooking breakfast. We cook some pancakes and sausage for breakfast, and... We're just getting to know each other a little more. We drink after breakfast, by the way. Just a little disclosure. But we start drinking maybe around noon. By this point, the tailors are gone. They're going to the ARCA race, and I'm sitting there. I'm there with Bob and from Georgia Bob, New York Bob, Lori, and Guy. And we're just BSing, having a good time. And then they said, time to go to the race. All right. Time to go to the racetrack. Same thing. Everybody piles in. I'm in the center, and... Guys are too hard left and right. And we go to the track. <laughs> You're just waiting for something. Yeah, to I'm waiting. <laughs> I have to go get my tickets printed. They st- we failed to update the address when we moved last year oh. to this address. So I, call, I talked to them, and they said, just get them printed out if you don't get them at the racetrack. Fair enough. So I go to the ticket booth, and I say, hey, um, you know, my name is Matt. Need my tickets printed out. They were we failed to update the address. And it looked like this woman working there didn't really want to be there. Oh. And I can already tell this is gonna be a long conversation. So I you know gave her the name on the account and the phone number, which is my wife's account, because she gave me the tickets originally a couple of years ago for Christmas. And she said, You don't have tickets. I go, no, you're mistaking, man, because I know I paid for the rest of the package and I got a rain one from last year. So I know I have it I know I have tickets for this event and tomorrow's event. I can you check again, please? She does a few little keystrokes and mouse clicks and said, No, 
you don't have tickets for this weekend. Please go see my manager. Again, another big flood of thoughts come through my head. It's like, did I drive all the way to Daytona mm. for nothing? Because I'm not going to a scalper at no. all. I'm not, I'm not going to play that game. So what? I went to the manager and said, you know, explain to her, you know, we got tickets and stuff. And I called my wife and said, send me everything you have, screenshot-wise, email-wise, for the tickets. She said, okay. And I just had to give her my phone number. And the manager goes, oh, there are your tickets. Print, print, here you go. Oh. Now, why couldn't this other lady ask you for your num- phone number? Your phone number. No, I, she didn't I, ask I you. Gave, I gave her my wife's number originally. And she said I had no tickets. I gave this other woman my wife's phone number. And she printed off my tickets right there. Oh, what? Yeah, exactly. Okay, crisis averted. Crisis averted. Crisis averted. So I scan the tickets. They do the temperature check. You can only bring in clear bags, just like Darlington, just like Bristol. Clear bags, one cooler. So I had my cooler and bag, and I go into the track. And I sit in the same place I did last year, but for some reason they put me one row up. Social distancing. So I'm not by the rail anymore. But I ended up throughout the course of the Xfinity race, my great down run row, and nobody said anything. That's my seat. That's my row from last year. I'm going to stay right there. Watch the Xfinity race, which was by far more exciting than maybe a little less exciting, but it was just as exciting to me as the truck race. Mm -hmm. Great racing. Junior Motorsports had an abysmal day. Now, I've got to talk about this for a minute because the two times I went there, it was Mike Arnett for the first time and Noah Gregson for the second time winning at Daytona for the race. This time, however, no junior motorsports driver finished no bet, didn't finish better than twenty seventh. Mm. Josh Berry finished twenty seventh. Let me bring up the stats here. Josh Berry finished twenty seventh. Justin Allgaier finished twenty eighth. He had a decent run. Noah Gregson thirty second, and Michael Arnett finished thirty sixth. Now, when that big wreck happened coming off of turn four, I was listening to Allgaier's radio, and I they said hitting next time at that point i grab my camera because i know usually when they say pinning next time in the pack somebody's gonna mess up something yeah some something's gonna get messed up i look through my viewfinder and they're coming off return four and then all of a sudden i see michael Arnett's driver's side door number it's like here we go click Ooh. click 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 <laughs> start clicking off cameras and that's when I, I i don't know if it was that race i think it was a previous wreck where brandon jones went through the crash and caused that big splash I'll post it online. I got the big splash right there. The instant he hit the water and the water exploded. And I tell you what, the groundskeeper there at Daytona was busy this weekend. Oh, yeah. He's going to be sure. busy this week and probably be ready, busy next week for the upcoming races. Anyway, the race was good. Went off without a hitch. We're going to go ahead and rate the races right now. Preston, how would you rate the Xfinity races? Memorability? Is that what we're starting off we're with? We're going to start off with memorability. I give it a seven. Okay, I started off with an eight. Okay, so far you've been hate, uh, rating things a little bit higher. Yeah, last year it was all tens. This year, however, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I don't know <laughs> what it is now. I I feel like Darlington's a better track than Daytona. We'll get more into that here, but memorability an eight. I gave excitement a seven. I gave it an eight. Okay, uh, which one were we unpredictability? Doing next? Unpredictability. I gave a. Oh, dear. I think I gave it an 8. Some of my things just got erased. Bummer, dude. That's what I'm saying. I gave it an 8 as well. Competitiveness. I gave that a 7. I gave that a 9. 
I thought it was very competitive and a very good finish, a very good race, and intensity. Seven. I gave it a nine. So overall, 8.4 for me, which I is... I think mine came out wrong because my overall was a 6.8. So I think one of those was one... One of those slots was a one... I, I took the notes... For everybody listening, I took the notes on my phone as I do it in the notes section when I do everything. And... I've done it. I've tried to do it a little better. So, like, you know how I have it listed? I'll do all three series next to, like, if it's memorability, I have all three series. Well, somewhere along the line in my last two, some of my other series numbers just got erased all of a sudden. So, oh no. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And this was, I just, I'm telling you, when we went through the last, when we went through the trucks, it was all there just now, which was weird. Well, I have an overall of an 8.4. I didn't find the Xfinity race as... I thought it was the best race of the weekend. Really? Yeah, I thought it was the best race of the weekend, the Xfinity Hmm. series. We have different views. Obviously. I would put the Xfinity... Honestly, if I were to rate all three of them, I'd put the Xfinity race last. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. But you are the Formula One guy. I know, I'm a man of many wonders. That's right. (laughs) Well, after the race is over, meet up with Bob Lord, Guy and Bob... Go back to the campsite, and that's when we started having a lot of fun. We're drinking. Bob helps me cook some steaks, and he says, oh, let me show you how to do it. And he does this, cook some steaks and cook some potatoes, and they cook prime rib. They have fires going. Everybody's talking to each other. I actually met a couple, uh, family from Minnesota. Oh, from Minnesota, eh? Yeah, Minnesota. And it was a guy named Russell and his mom. I forget the mom's name, but he drives short or dirt tracks up there. So, okay. I, so I give him my card and said, hey, contact me if you want to be on the show. We'd love to talk to you, whether he does or not. I don't know. But we met Kyle Summers. I met Kyle Summers last year from Daytona. And, well, maybe this guy will come on and talk a little bit about his dirt track experience. His name is Russell. And then I met this one guy. This guy came over. He has this hard hat on with American flags and die cast on. They're really cool setup. And said, hey, I'm, I'm Matt. He said, I'm Captain America. Well, how's it going, Captain America? Uh, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? And he starts kind of, yeah, this guy's a very boisterous fan. And, you know, he said, I've been coming here for 22 years. I've been to almost every track on the NASCAR circuit. He's just, his, his ego's inflated. I go, oh, okay. Then we started talking about opinions. And I said, I don't know, something about, you know, we got on the topic of short tracks or something. I said, short track racing isn't what it used to be. Bristol isn't, Barnesville isn't, it just isn't what it used to be. He's like, well, what the hell do you know? How many tracks and races have you been to? I said, well, I've been to nine tracks and, <laughs> you know, several dozens of races. And, you know, I just feel like that, you know. He's like, well, how many times have you been to Daytona? It's like, I thought we were talking about short track racing. Yeah, what? Okay, for, well, first of all, how can it, he go it, it, and ask you how many tracks have you been to But when you guys are talking about short tracks? I mean, you can watch it on TV, obviously, and see it. Right, but then he started asking me, well, this is my 22nd Daytona 500. I saw Dale Earnhardt die. Where, where were you? And It's like, come on, man. Is it that big of a deal, man? You're, you're kind of a jerk, man. But he goes, good boy, he's throwing on. He's like, what's your favorite track? I said, if I had to pick, it would be Darlington or Pocono. Pocono sucks. Well, okay, no, not well, really to me, but man, man, to each his own. Kind of remind me of like that Drake and Josh episode where Drake is just like, "Whoa, take it easy, man." That's what I envision you. You're just like, yeah, "Whoa, like, man, take man, it easy." Take yeah, it easy, you know. I mean, I'm just talking racing. But this guy, you know, he said, "If you Google Captain America NASCAR, I'm the first one you see." 
And it's like, okay, buddy. Well, oh, okay, um, okay, pal. I'll Google well, you. Okay, man. It was <laughs> nice meeting you, jerk. You know. Well, anyway. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this guy was just a kind of a jerk. You know, it's like whatever. You know, if you think your opinions are that where they can't be scrutinized, you've, you're talking to the wrong guy. But we've been drinking, and I don't want to get into it. We then, you know, keep partying. It's probably two o'clock in the morning at this point. I said, okay, I'm done. I'm going to bed. Because I've had several jello shots, several beers. I'm tired. My belly's full. I'm going to go to bed. Go to bed. It is the time. It is the day. Sunday, I wake up. Oh, boy, it's race day. I actually wake up at 4 a.m. to the sound of rain hitting my tent. And I went, this is not going to be a good omen. Yep. Once the break in the weather happens, I get up, take a shower, take shelter, and watch some 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 youtube on ipad i was actually watching a lot of hockey fights nice yeah i was like i'm in the i'm in the hockey guy fight moon it's like yeah i forgot how much fun this was yeah okay so i started watching hockey stuff and that's when steve taylor came over the taylors and said hey we cooked breakfast i said great man he said yeah come over and get some he had a nice bread of eggs hash brown you know just all the fixings for breakfast bacon sausage it was really good i appreciate them for that it was they said hey we're gonna just throw it out take what you want it's like absolutely i will we start talking a little race and talking about the xfinity race and yeah i thought it was a great race you know whatever we go on and on and we started kind of talking like we need to make sure to exchange numbers because when darlington comes up this year we got to get together and it's like, yeah, absolutely. We could definitely get together for Darlington. And all this is happening during COVID. And COVID be damned. We had a great time there. We didn't social distance. And, you know, that Captain America guy was like, what do you know? Right in my face. I'm like, <laughs> I know you're a jerk. Anyway, COVID be damned. We had a great time. So at this point, the weather isn't really playing a factor. We know rain is a possibility. But at this point, we're thinking, okay, maybe. Maybe it won't affect us. Oh boy! Yeah, you're, I can't. I'm sure I'm going to get brought up in this in a second. We, we oh, yes, you will. <laughs> so I'm I'm texting you at this point, and you're, we're kind of texting back and forth. There's there's a lot of rain coming. That's what you said. A lot of Sorry, rain coming. Man, I'm just. I letting said, you well, know. don't jinx it. I see it on the radar too. I see it coming too. It's like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. We button down the hatches. Regardless, it's like, hey, we're leaving at noon. We're going to leave at noon because that, that country guy was going to sing, and Lori wanted to see him sing. Oh, uh, Luke Combs. Luke Combs. Really big fan of his. She wanted to see him sing. Above all else, she wanted to see him sing. And that's fine. We can leave at noon. I get ready. Bob and Guy get ready. We're leaving. We're going at noon. I have my PB&J set up. I have my ration of beer and water and little snacky stuff. I'm ready for the race. Let's go. It's going to be a great time. We get there, Luke Holmes sings. I'm sitting in my seat. Like, I could care less about this guy. Make this family from, where were they from? I think they were from uh, Rhode Island. I, I didn't catch their names, but, you know, it's like, who you got, who you got? Did that. And it was totally different than last year. All three races were totally different than last year, where you had the fan zone interaction, and you're close to the drivers. I got all the truck drivers' autographs last year. It was great seeing everybody and just intermingling with people, walking around and just doing that. The Cup Series, and then when the Cup Series drivers were being introduced, like the pictures I have of Kozlowski and Dylan up there, you were right there. Not this year. They came mm-hmm. out in trucks, and okay, you know, we're doing driver intros, and that was cool and all, whatever. 
they do the anthem, they do the flyover, and that's when I start getting the goosebumps, and that's when I start, oh, man, I can't wait. I'm so patriotic each time. They did God Bless America, the invocation, the anthem, the flyovers, and the F-16s, again, did another great job in that. I started looking to the West. I see it. But it's not, it's not, it's not, it looks, it looks like it's further off. And then I'm listening to the scanners that keep saying, weather is about an hour out. We should get a good thing in before the weather hits. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, okay, here we go. They do the parade laps. They do everything. And who's the wrestler that waved the green flag? Oh, uh, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Never heard of her. Yeah, WWE. Like, WWE, women's champs. Sasha Banks, she waved the green flag and she's all excited. I don't know her. Whatever. Like, whatever. <laughs> I want to start the race. I don't care about the pre-race concerts. What they need to do from now on, and I told them this on the fan council, keep it to the prayer, the anthem, the flyover, and that's it. I don't said, how do you enjoy the pre-race concert? Didn't like it. Before the before this survey or the, before you attended, did you ever hear of Luke Combs? Holmes? Combs? Luke Combs. Luke Combs. It's like, yeah. no, I never heard of him. I don't care about the pre-race concert. I didn't care about the Aries Rucker there last year because I know weather's coming. Well, I mean, yeah, I'll get into it in a second. And at so. this point, it is, they dropped the green flag. Sasha Banks, you said? Yeah. Sasha Banks waves the green flag. They're off. They don't a 500. Here we go. First lap. And it was great. Okay. They did a special tribute to Earnhardt for lap three. And, and NMRN actually lied. They said everybody was up there holding threes up. It's like, well, no, I took a picture of it, and I counted at least seven, and then myself, eight, just in that photo, who didn't do it, but whatever, that's neither here or there. It's a really cool tribute. They had three listed everywhere, because it was the 20th anniversary yeah. of his death, or the, at least the 20th anniversary of the event, not mm-hmm. the day. And what did you know, Derek Cope wrecks on that lap. <sighs> Somebody brought that up on Twitter. Bringing out the first caution. Somebody brought that up on Twitter. That What'd they say? When Derek Cope had won, it was because Earnhardt had blown a tire. And then Derek Cope ends up blowing a tire and hitting the wall on lap three. Mm. <laughs> yeah, somebody, yeah, I was just like, oh. Oh, we got we to backtrack a little. Okay, so we're on lap three. Keep that, keep that bookmark. We're on lap three. Prior to that, Chrissy from Fast Lap mm-hmm. you know, tweeted out, hey, is anybody here? We'll meet up. Said, hey, I'm here. We'll meet up and... We actually met up in where the haulers stood. It was her and her son. And there was someone else there, a, a guy, an uh, individual I just met. He was in the Navy. And his name is Jose Alonzo. Really cool dude. And we just started talking racing. We talked a lot about Bubba Wallace. Okay. And they brought up, well, what do you think about Bubba? I said, well, what makes you think he's going to do well in this car that he couldn't do well in be competitive in a Richard Petty car? Now, it's always different equipment in, in a sense. Gibbs. Like, you're right. You're right. But then they started talking more because Jose is a Twitter guy. He's not a podcaster. Chrissy is. Mm-hmm. And Chrissy said, you know, her, the whole point of her platform is to show what women can do in the sport. And that and this isn't only a guy sport. It's a women's sport, too. Women can enjoy this just as much as a guy. It's like, yeah, I totally agree. It's totally worth it. Yeah, I mean, that's a good little platform to run on. But then... She said there were people out there, if you talk bad about, about Bubba, you're a racist. It's like, no, that's not true. That's not absolutely true at all. You know, I, you know, you don't, if you talk bad about Juan Pablo Montoya, are you racist? Exactly. You know, I mean, we all make fun of him for hitting a jet dryer, you know. I mean, he, but he was a good driver overall in the sport. 
But what they were bringing up, Jose and Chrissy, is that, you know, if you talk bad about Bubba Wallace, Bubba Wallace the Twitter guys will come out to you and stuff like that. It's like, I'll talk bad about Bubba Wallace all that I want because, one, I have my own podcast. I could do whatever and say whatever I want. And, two, I still have that freedom of speech in the First Amendment where I could say anything about you. And we're, I like to consider you and I sports uh, NASCAR analysts, racing analysts. Mm-hmm. And Chrissy would say all these things about these Twitter trolls coming on and saying, if they say one thing, if you say one thing about Bubba Wallace, you're, you're, it's like you're automatically blackballed. It's like, well, why don't we look at his past performance? And people are trying to say, you want you know, cancel the show or, as far as fast lap racing and stuff like that. It's like, well, no, you shouldn't do that. If, if the driver could back up his expectations, we, we don't say anything bad about him. However, if the driver fails to meet the expectations of his position, yeah, we're going to criticize. He's going to be criticized not only by podcasters, but by analysts and sports writers regardless. You know, we just had a NASCAR not top five not too long ago, and they couldn't hack it, but you don't hear people. And it's just one of those things where we got into that discussion, and it was like, how about we stop talking this and talk enjoy about, the day. And, and enjoy the day. <laughs> enjoy the so day. So special shout-out to Chrissy and Jose for – what they do, Jose followed us, and you know, they, of course, Fast Lap follows us. So, very special shout out to them. But then, fast forward to lap three. We're on lap four. Like everything's going smooth. I'm, you know, excited. The racing is going as you would expect, two by two. They're starting to talk, form the top line to try to keep, you know, everything going. And I look at my phone. I'm on. We're on lap fourteen, and I said, I'm going to take a video for Twitter. Of the cars going by and tweet it, saying, I'm glad I'm here at the day. Hashtag Daytona 500. I put down my camera. I pick up my phone, bring up the video, and get ready. I set it up. And then all of a sudden, I hear on my radio, crash, go low, go low, go low. And I look up at turn three, and there's just smoke everywhere. Yep. And I was just like, my goodness. It's, it's lap 14. They come back around, the funds that survived, and it's just a handful of cars. And then you see the Ryan Blaney's trickle back, and... You look at the cars involved with William Byron, Alex Bowman, Eric Almirola, Matt Benedetto, Ryan Blaney. A lot of big drivers were just caught up in that. At that point, Preston, the giant voice from the sky returns. He makes his return. Ladies Ladies and gentlemen, here at the Daytona International Speedway, there is lightning within the area. Please take shelter if you are in in the main grandstands. Again, lightning within the area of the Daytona International Speedway. By this point, it's not raining. I don't see any thunder. I don't hear, I don't see any thunder. I don't hear any thunder. I don't see any lightning. Nah, I'm not moving. I start counting the cars on pit road, and there are 24 cars with little to no damage lined up right there. Wow. That wreck took out everyone. And I said, this is going to be an interesting restart. So I'm... But about 30 minutes, I think, as for a lightning delay for NASCAR per NASCAR's policy. But then I look back behind the stands. To, behind the stands, and I see this little cloud that's poking out. And I've seen enough weather documentaries, as I'm sure you have, where I say, no, that is not good. And I take a picture of it, tweet it. So that's not good. And then I felt it. There's the shelf cloud, and then you felt the temperature drop, didn't you? I felt you? the temperature drop, the wind pick up. Yep. And then I felt that rain drop. Oops. Gather everything up, and I go out to where my dad and I were last year, 
And there's the wall of water again, just coming, coming, and it hits. Lori texted me at this point saying, hey, we're in section 314. Come meet us. Okay. So I gather up, go 30 sections to the left towards turn four, and I meet up with Lori, Georgia Bob, New York Bob, and Guy. And the rain is coming. It is relentless. And everybody is packed in there. You know, and I'm kind of saying they should have pushed a race start back. I don't know why we needed the concert. I don't know why we need all this pomp and circumstance. Just do what they do every weekend and go racing. So after I start, after I finish doing my little complaining session, I guess you could say, the rain is still coming, but jet dryers are starting to position themselves on the track. And at this point, I'm texting you. And you said, I told you the rain would come. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I called you and said, how dare you jinx this, man? How dare you do this? I'm just giving you factual information. <laughs> and that's exactly what you said. I'm just giving you factual information. It's like, well, I'm on the ground with this factual information, and I don't <laughs> like you jinxing me. I then call my, my dad then calls me and says, what's the deal with Daytona and Rain? It's like, I don't know, Dad. This is ridiculous. He said, you going to stay around if it's a 4 p.m. start tomorrow? I said, absolutely not. I'm going home. I made up my mind right there. I'm not going to do this again. I want to go home. You know, after this race, regardless if it starts out of night tonight or goes to tomorrow at 4 p.m., I'm going home Monday morning. Caroline calls and says, another rain delay. Well, she called and said, how's the race? And said, just had a big wreck. We're under a weather delay right now. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's about 5 o'clock. When I'm calling you, talking to Dad, talking to Caroline about, no, I, I made my decision. I'm going home after this. This, is, this isn't going to work out for me. Then we're drinking. The beer flow is flowing, but then all of a sudden, you know, Bob says, hey, New York Bob says, hey, I'm going to go get some beer, you know, around for everybody. Great. He comes back up in a fluster. There's no more beer. Oh, no. It's like, how do you not prepare for this, Daytona? And he made the decision to go to like a 7-Eleven down the road, scan the ticket, get out of the track, go get some beer, go make a beer run. By, By this point, people are slowly trickling out. They see they they assume they see the writing on the wall and they start trickling out of the speedway. We're sticking around. It's like it sucks, but at this at this moment right now we're sticking around. We're just going to go and enjoy, you know enjoy the company at least. That's when the jet drivers get back on the track. The rain stopped. Jet drivers are back on the track. I tweeted, "Hey, nope, check that. It's about six o'clock and the rain comes again." And I'm talking to you it's like any word and stuff like that. It's like no, there's a window, but it's a small one. And it's not looking good. Yeah, I was surfing the Twitter for hours because once that rain came the first time. Oh yeah, I was in the recliner and I was like, when I when I well, I was listening to the scanners. The NASCAR app was messing up. Oh yeah, the NASCAR yeah. app had to fix everything, so the scanner would only play for like ten seconds and then stop. Right. And I was just like getting frustrated already. I'm like, you, oh, are you kidding me? What's going on? And then I heard it on the scanner. There's lightning in the area, and then it comes back on TV. Hey, we're under a red flag. And I was like, okay, that can't be that bad, 30 minutes. And then when the rain started, I just pushed the recliner down. I was like, okay, I'm going to prepare for a nighttime race here. And I went and left the room. And that's when I started texting you. And I was yep. like surfing Twitter all afternoon. It was, it, was, it was a long night. So about 6 o'clock, about 7 o'clock, the jet drivers come back on the track. The rain stopped. And that's when you texted me and said, hey, there's, no more, there's nothing behind it. Yeah, it that, like, that last little bit, it, was just a, it just had to keep dissipating. And, and that I, was it. That's all I, we needed. And I saw the jet drivers go back on. Great. Now, this is where it starts getting interesting here. This is when, you know, it's about 8 o'clock. New York Bob, Guy, Georgia Bob, and Lori and myself are all starting to get tired. We've had a few drinks. We're starting to get tired. We're kind of sitting where we can sit. I'm sitting on this bar somewhere. 
And that's when we noticed something. I noticed something out of my corner of my eye. Now, I'm going to ask you this before we get started. Just a, It's going to sound like a random question, but it all makes sense here in a second. Okay. If your wife came up to you and said, hey, I lost my wallet, what would your reaction be? I'd be like, what? Well, first, I'd, be, I'd ask, how in the world did you do that? But then, where were you so we can find it? Yes, where were you? So, we, you know, I mean, I asked my wife the same thing. How would you How did think, you do that? How would you think that I would react? And you would... And she said exactly what I was like. And she said, oh, okay, well, it's okay. We'll retrace your steps. If we can't find it, we'll call the banks and cancel the cards and stuff like that. Well, I see out of the corner of my eye this guy. We're just going to call him Tall Hoodie. Oh, boy. Tall Hoodie with a vest. Because I, I don't know this thing, guy's name. I don't care to know this guy's name. I don't care to know the girl's name. He throws something down. And that's, when, that's what caught my attention was that action, that fast action of him throwing something down grabs this girl by the arm and throws her. Whoa. Throws her. What? At this point, I stand up and go, that didn't just happen. New York Bob, Georgia Bob's and Guy said, yeah, that just happened. New York Bob, the Army Ranger, starts heading over in his direction. We all follow. And he says, you know, I'm not going to say everything he said. Don't need to because I made it a point to those guys. We don't swear on, on this podcast. He's had a few choice works, and this guy bucks up to him. And I said, and he had a few, a couple buddies around him. There are tons of people around this at this point, but Bob's the Bob's the one confronting this guy, right. New York Bob. So I head up behind them because, again, and this is where it ties back to. I was watching a hockey doc, hockey fights, and it's like part of the code in hockey fights is you don't you always back up your teammates, always right yeah. or wrong, indifferent or not, you back up your teammates. And it's like the code. So I go up there behind Bob, and he's talking, and this tall hoodie vest guy is in his face. They're not, no physical touching was involved. They're just chirping. Oh, yeah, bad. And, and you know, Bob said, you know, I'll, I'm going to drop you, you know, touch a woman like that. The woman already walked off with a few other individuals, and, you know, I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, this is going to get interesting. Because if Bob starts throwing down with this guy, my job is to protect him in the fight as far as don't let a third person come yeah, in. Yeah, don't and, let that third guy in. You know, don't do that. This guy gets separated by somehow. He backs down. The tall hoodie best guy backs down from Bob. At this point, Bob's bucked up. He's ready to go. And, you know, I'm starting to calm down a little breathing. It's like, okay, you know, just, just walk. Let's just walk. You know, he's gone. Then all of a sudden, track security starts coming. And the police start coming by. It's like, this is going to be interesting. I said, guys, how about we just stay behind this yellow line until something's done? Until, in the, until whatever. And this is 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's just stay behind the line. Whatever they do, they do. And they're still kind of in front of us. So let's just leave them alone, and we'll stay behind the line. You know, Bob, New York Bob summons the, I should call him just Ranger Bob. Yeah, there you go. There we go. So Ranger Bob calls him over, and it sounds like a forest ranger. Calls him over and says, hey. You know, starts talking to the police officer. What they said, I don't know, because I was on maybe like four feet away from him, never talking. But in a sense, I'm sure he said he grabbed that woman by the arm and did something, you know. The woman's really not speaking up. And at this point, we're starting to kind of like, what the heck, woman? Why don't you stand up for yourself? Why are you allowing him to do that? Which I don't understand. But this isn't that podcast. I don't know. Right. We're not going to talk about that. Goes away. Everything's done. I go take a look at what's going on on track, and I come out, and they're... The guy, tall hoodie vest guy, and the girl and everybody, all their party's gone. But at this point, it's like, okay, but we're wide awake now. 
because of that adrenaline dump. It's like, wow, that was better than anything. That was the best wake-up coffee ever, you know? We wake up, and there's hardly anybody there now at the track. Where it used to be filled, everybody left. But then I started getting updates, starting for a 9 p.m. start. Drivers, and then we hear the giant voice in the sky. Ladies and gentlemen, the Daytona 500 will resume at 9 p.m. Drivers to their cars. I got to go back to my section. 30 <laughs> rows down. So I start rocking back. I get to my section. They said, why don't you sit down with us? It's like, no, I got good seats. I, I want to enjoy the pit road. I don't want to watch them come on pit road. I want to watch pit road. They're rolling up the cars. And I said, I thought to myself, I saw this last year. Right before, and we're on lap 15. We stopped, they stopped before the start finish line at lap 15. It's like, we went five laps further, and I've seen this last year. But nope, they unrolled the cars, and I was smart enough to bring a little hand towel with me. It's like, if I'm going to bring anything to the track this year, I'm going to bring a hand towel. And I wipe down the seats, and I give the towels to other people, these two, this father and son named Joe from New York. And I give him cards to the podcast. I'm like, here, you know. It's like, oh, I'm always looking at listening for a NASCAR podcast. So, Joe, if you're listening, I hope I got your name right. If I didn't. <laughs> You got my contact information. Call me out on Twitter because I've been known to get names wrong. The race starts back. Once they crank up the cars, great. They have to keep drying the track. They, I think lap 24 is when they restarted the race. And at this point, the fog rolled in. And it is cold, and I didn't bring a jacket. I'm in a T-shirt and a hat. <laughs> I'm kicking myself for leaving the jacket in the car. It's like, it's not... <laughs> It looks nice out. I don't need the jacket. Okay. Well, turns out it's like that would have been the coolest, nicest thing to have during that event right now. So I, you know, accept my fate and accept the situation I'm in. I'm going to watch the rest of this race without a jacket, but I put up the little neck gear thing, you know, the mask thing over my ears. It's like, well, at least I got this. Mm -hmm. The race goes on with only a handful of cars, 24, I'm going to say, Left without damage. But I must give it to Tyler Reddick. He was out there the whole race. No one knows. He finished the race. Old school. That's old school right there. He finished the race. Good for him. I mean, he's several laps down. Him and Truex were several laps down, but they were in it. Then the top lane formed. And from lap, what, 25, 24, when they restarted the race, to lap 200, with the exception of stage breaks and the restarts, they were double. They were single file on the top of that track. And Preston, I'm going to just tell you this right now. This is why I said earlier they Daytona is kind of losing it for me, but tracks like Darlington are keeping it for me or gaining. Because that was the boringest Daytona 500 I've ever been to. The most tame Daytona 500 heck of that I've ever seen in my 20 years now of watching NASCAR. Mm. I'm watching Daytona 500. Wow. That was more boring than tandem racing. More stupid than anything I've ever seen. That was the stupidest thing. Either one of two things happened. One, they, one, the drivers got together that were still no damage in there and said, look, we just had a big wreck that wiped out half the field, not even 20 laps into the race. Let's just all follow the leader. When the stages happen, let the dice roll as they may. And during the end of the race, let's see what happens. Every man for himself, all bets are off at that point. Or they were just playing a strategy. MRN was convinced that, oh, these are just cars riding around. But no, this is a strategy. It's like, what strategy? Get to the end. Get to the end. This is boring. I was, I mean, I was sitting there freezing cold like this, just watching the cars go by. It's like this is boring. It was the most boring thing I've ever seen. I was so disappointed in that. And the cars are going by. And the cars are going by. 
Stage one ends. Oh, okay. That was interesting. Oh, okay. Denny Hamlin won. Okay, cool. All right, stage two. Same thing. Denny cars Hamlin. up top. Denny Hamlin wins. Okay, I see the riding on the wall. I might have to third, <laughs> buy a third day, Denny Hamlin car for the Daytona 500. <laughs> but then the final lap happened. And I knew from last year anything could happen on the final lap. Clicked on the camera, watching the cars, and McDowell... I mean, just slammed Kozlowski. No. Yeah, he did. He bumped him. He, he slammed into Kozlowski, pushing Kozlowski into Logano. Logano spun, causing, triggering a massive wreck. Logano tried to block. Massive wreck. I mean, and we've known from past that Kozlowski doesn't give. If you're blocking Kozlowski, he's not going to lift. It was, it was interesting it was a, at the same time it, how that happened. It was a crazy wreck. Now, coming off of turn four, I heard on the radio, on MRN, I listened to MRN the whole time, caution's out. Okay, the field is frozen. I don't know why NASCAR didn't let them race back to the line. They had more than enough time to slow down. But I think the severity of the wreck and the spectacularness of the wreck. Yeah, I think that's what happened As far as fireballs and Kozlowski not having the rear end of the car prompted them to throw it out. It's like, I'm not going to question that. You know, I would have loved to have seen Austin Dillon, Chase Elliott, and McDowell race to the line. But that didn't happen. Caution's out. At this point, I looked down at McDowell's pit. They're celebrating because McDowell crossed the line first. Regardless of the field is frozen and not, he crossed the line first and up on top of lap 200, 34 car. And looking back at my pictures real quick, I said, I don't know, because there's Elliot and there's, you know, Austin Dillon. Yep. And then the giant voice from the sky, ladies and gentlemen, your winner, the 2021 Daytona 500, Michael McDowell. And my thought didn't first go to, oh my gosh, this is great. What a great you know race you know what a great finish you know all this stuff i first thought one but to preston it's like son of a gun called it i did called thank you very sh- much he called the shot and very it, was, much. it was so impressive because <laughs> i was just my goodness i can't believe he did that yep. and it was so much and it, it you know i mean regardless if the race finish was good or not the it was just so boring. It was, I mean, I, I get it. Half the cars were like were wrecked out, and if I think that those half of the cars would have been in, you know, it would have been two by two the whole way. I think it would have been a lot more fun. But just them riding up, I mean, do, they really pulled the Xfinity. That's an Xfinity series move where they go mm-hmm. up to the top and ride, and that was so boring. I didn't like it at all, and nobody had anything. If you got pushed, if you went for a pass, yeah, usually you get shuffled and, and out. That's get it. Shuffled Nobody's back. gonna go. No, it was so boring, and I don't know what it was. I don't know. Oh, I, 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 I have got to tell you about my Sunday. Okay, you tell me. Okay, you tell me about your Sunday. We'll, we'll hear about your Sunday because I've been doing a lot of talking. This no, episode. it's it's okay because you, you had some good stories, but um. Oh, we're not even done yet. So, yeah. So, the day, the weekend was great. And I'm like, you know what? I'm glad to have racing back. I'm just ready to get to Sunday. I wake up Sunday morning. I'm like, yes. Daytona 500. Can't wait. This is it. I've been waiting for this day. And I'm thinking, I wake up and I'm like, I just got my front row motorsports hat in the day before. It got in the day before. Where'd you order it from? I got it off their team store. Off their website. Good for you. I got it off the website because I was like, you know what? I've always been a, a slight fan of Front Row for years. I thought it's always been great what they do, try and bring in new people, try and develop. But Bob Jenkins is like one of those business guys that likes to 
you know, they never have a exact primary sponsor a lot. He likes to always bring in all these different companies. But then, you know, if they have to put like, you know, back in the day, the Long John Silver's on the car, he owns those. He's got like big franchises and all that stuff. Right. So I was like, you know what? Why not go with this team this year? I'm, and, you know, I said it before when we did who's going to make the playoffs. I said Michael McDowell is going to make the playoffs this year. I'm going with this guy for the year. Okay. So I was like, strictly front row. Hey, well, good call, man. I so mean, I wake up, and I'm like, you know what? I feel great about this. This is great. You know, go to church. Come back home. I'm getting ready. I thought it was a waste of time for the two hours pre-race. Whatever. You, you and me both. What's the deal? And I got to say this. What's the deal with the Michael Waltrip cutout? How stupid was that? That was really dumb. Uh, so How stupid. So, first of all, Michael Waltrip, retire, dude. Do your podcast, retire. Yeah. I didn't even see. I saw this thing too, as well. It was like, I, and I knew it was, I knew it was coming. When the twenty year anniversary was coming, I know I, either NASCAR is going to do something, which they did with the lap three thing. But I know Michael Waltrip is going to do something. And I saw that little FS one, little two. You have the two minute thing. And it was like, oh, twenty years. It's like, gosh. Darn it, dude. Yeah. You need some therapy to move on, Michael Waltrip. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy cow, dude. Let it go. It happened. You got to move on, dude. Holy cow, yeah. dude. But, yeah, anyway, back to the Michael Waltrip cutout. I didn't see that. I just saw them yep. running up and down Pedro. I was like, what the heck is that? And then yeah, I saw so the, awkward. the Michael Waltrip. And it's like, it's how, so how, why are we doing this? Yeah, why why we is so- NASCAR like, allowing this to happen? It's just I, I barely like Luke Combs. Do the do your stupid little concert. It shouldn't last two songs, two song maximum. Well, but when I was watching the pre race before I say anything, I was watching the pre race, I'm like looking down because it started at one. I forgot to watch that Dale Earnhardt thing. I forgot to record it, but I heard it was really good. I'm looking down and I watched this pre for two hours, and I'm like, dude, we could have been racing for two hours already and oh, yeah. gotten this thing in before it rains. So I'm like, whatever. So. Before the race, it starts. probably wouldn't have been a good race. Exactly, too. we would have had a great race. Before the race starts, I tweeted out, "Team FR front row is about to shock the world today." I'm calling it right here again. I'm going to put it right here on the Twitterverse. Boom, there it is. Did anybody respond? Nobody responded. Team IFRM liked it though. Front row Motorsports right, did. Good job. So, good job. <laughs> so, you know, rain comes, the wreck happens. Alfredo and David Reagan got involved. I was like, oh, crap, everybody, that sucks every, because everybody got involved. The fast lap. Uh, Deb over the fast lap is a big Alfredo fan. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, that, that really sucks. So Michael Dow's the only one left. And I'm like, oh, all right. So this but, is but I interesting. Know, I noticed throughout the course of the race as well that the Fords worked with Fords. Yep. The Chevys worked with Chevys and the Toyotas worked with Toyotas. And when I say Toyotas, 23XI and Joe Gibbs mm-hmm. were the only Toyotas in the yep. field. Penske worked with Front Row and however many other Fords were out there, but then Hendrick worked with all the other Chevys. And I didn't like that because, and, and this is one bad thing, and we're going to get back to you. Yeah, no, But fine. this is one bad thing that I noticed throughout the whole weekend, and it, it, it's, it's a factor of this. we got to limit track activity with NASCAR and why I'm a big proponent of practice. In Daytona 500's past, you would discover someone on the track, whether it's a, another competitor, obviously another competitor, but another manufacturer to work with. A Toyota might be better teamed up with a Chevy, and you'll discover that during practice. Like, wow, we're fast together. Mm-hmm. You start finding you other finding, friends. You find those dancing partners you yeah. need in order to go through. And NASCAR makes, a, I don't know why they're doing this, and, and sports like Formula One are able to just go out there and do all three practice sessions, all three qualifying sessions, and then race and bring in a decent product. 
but why NASCAR is walking on eggshells, so scared of the repercussions from this stupid virus that it's got everybody panicked. It's like, yeah, limit the van interaction, limit that, but keep the on-track product better. And I'm, I, NASCAR messed up a lot this weekend. They did a lot of stuff good. They messed up a lot by limiting the speed weeks, and, and the weather had factors to do with it too. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, there were many points throughout the week where you could get cars on track and have that good practice session in order to ensure a good product for the Daytona 500. Vice, Toyota's working with Toyota, Chevy's working with Chevy's, and Ford's working with Ford's. What if Michael McDowell, I mean, yeah, he won the race, but what if he discovered he worked well with the Kyle Busch and the Kyle Busch, in return, worked well with Michael McDowell? Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, no, I don't want to go with the team manufacturers. I want to go with him because he's a good dancing partner. He's a good pusher or, or leader or whatever it is. NASCAR limits the time in practice. It's going to ripple effect and therefore limit the time that has for cars and drivers to develop their product and bring a good product to the fans that pay good money, and take time to come down there and spend money on their products and spend money on that time and do all that. I don't know. That, and that you saying that and us bringing that up just kind of brought it back. It's like, yeah, that was BS what NASCAR did, limiting practice. No, let these guys practice. And yeah. I don't care if it's for the Circuit of Americas, the Road America, the Indianapolis Road Course. You need to have practice session open all the time. I don't care if you have not one person tune in. Don't televise it. There's a simple product. Hey, don't televise it. Have it only for people at the track. You don't have to televise everything NASCAR. Right. Unless the demand's there. Formula One does, probably because of worldwide audience, they love it. But I'm sure you have a little bit of demand for it, but stream it at least. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you can't get it on network TV, why spend the money when you could flip on YouTube, hit live, go live, and then stream it like that? Yeah, people will watch it. People will watch it. I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But don't sacrifice the quality on the track because of COVID. I get it. It's, it's out there, but it's not going away. This is the new world we're living. We're either going to adapt or we're going to live in fear. Mm-hmm. And NASCAR needs to bring back practice because that was bogus what I saw this Sunday. Anyway, back to your experience on Sunday. I apologize. It's okay. You make a good point because I was really upset about the 3 o'clock start time. I'm like, oh, I, oh, somebody I was tweeted too. it out and said, oh, you know, NASCAR is messing up. And someone said, oh, so does changing the start time change the weather? No, but any good person that lives in Florida or goes to Florida a lot knows that it usually will rain in the afternoon, oh, especially yeah. when it's warm outside. It, it really does. And, it, and what pissed me off about that was that was the talk of the town on Twitter after the rain hit. Yeah. And I don't want, I don't care about Luke Combs. I don't want to see him. If I want to listen to him, I'll bring him up on Spotify. Yeah. I don't need, I mean, I don't care. And, and they did it the last two years. I think last year was Darius Rucker or something. And after song one, and I get it, some people go there just because, oh, Luke Combs is there, and I like Luke Combs, so I'll buy a ticket to the Daytona 500 or whatever. No, that's, I don't know. I, and, and it's only it for just, this race. For yeah. the Southern 500, it's the invocation, anthem, flyover. It just it and, bugs and me. It, it just it, it really bugs me that two years in a row now. Oh, yeah. Dude. Like, we can't, why are we starting so, and if, if that's, why aren't we looking forward in the forecast? Because when people are talking about, Oh, we're here in 4 o'clock as a start time tomorrow if they move it to Monday. Well, there's rain in the forecast at 4 o'clock. Well, yeah, and people are leaving and based it off of that. It's like, man. There's no rain in the forecast at 12, but NASCAR says we're going to do it at 4, but there's rain in the forecast at 4 o'clock. Right. What are we doing? Do we want to make it a, uh, a marathon? Do we want to be here till Wednesday? What's going on? Yeah. Anyways, so anyway, you're, back you're, to everything. So back I'm, to everything. You know, I'm just I'm hanging out. It's whatever. You know, we'll see what goes on. And then 
I'm talking with Maples. Maples like, give me updated because he had to go do it. He had another job. He had to go to work. It was late. And I was like, we're getting ready to go back to racing at night. So I'm watching the race. And I'm just I'm listening now, to McDowell's. Now at, now at this point, you're the race is on. The race is restarted, right? Yeah, race is restarted. I'm listening to McDowell's radio the entire time. And the laps are ticking off. And I was like, I don't really care if he goes for any stage points, whatever. I said that this man's going to win the race. And I had a good feeling all night. I'm like, this is it. This is it. This is the time. And we're getting down to it. A couple laps to go. And I'm like, oh, man, McDowell's up there fourth. I mean, he's there. And I'm like, this guy's going to hang back and wait. We get to the white flag. And he's in, uh, I think he was third at the moment. He was third. No, he was fourth. Fourth. Because you had Logano, Kozlowski, and, McDow- and McDowell. So, yeah, third. Yeah, right. yeah. Now, so I'm watching. And, and at this point, I'm thinking Kozlowski's going to win. I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I, and, oh, boy. And at this point, I don't have any Kozlowski gear on. I bought a Denny Hamlin shirt because it's like, I'm going to see if this jinx works. <laughs> I bought a $5 Denny Hamlin shirt and I said, maybe this will work. Because I remember I told Kozlowski on Pocono's podcast, I was like, man, I wear, I wear your stuff all the time. and You, you don't know, win. And you don't win. It's like, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. And so I said, I'm going to do an, I'm going to wear a NASCAR hat. I just wore a NASCAR hat, which obviously brought the rain. <laughs> I, so maybe stop doing that. But then I said, I'm going to wear a Hamlin shirt and see what happens. And, of course, everybody busted my chops. I'm like, I have to defend it. I'm wearing it. And they're like, Hamlin's a good driver, man. But no, you no. You should have just been like, hey, I'm trying to jinx him. I, I, should, bet, I, I bet they would have been like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah that's awesome, yeah, man. I, I'm the jinxer. But, Get this guy on TV. But, you know, everybody was saying, oh, why don't you buy a Bubba Wallace shirt? It's like, hey, how about you buy me a Bubba Wallace shirt? <laughs> he doesn't need me to wear a shirt to jinx him. He's going to beat himself. But then, yeah, that's when I wore it. But anyway, final lap for you, sitting from your perspective. Oh, I want to hear right. about it. So I'm watching. I'm watching, and I'm talking. I'm talking to a couple of friends of mine too, while I'm uh, watching it, and they're coming down the back stretch. Austin yep, Dillon yeah. drops out of line right out of two, and I'm like, oh no! I was like, a oh, lot of people this were dropping. This I was it. like, this is it. McDowell's not going to win. Then, whoa, where's your the, faith, man? Then, well, because I was like, oh crap! Mc, you know, Austin Dillon's going to go by, and then if even if there's a wreck, he's going to get caught up in it somehow. I was just like, oh man, please no! For a split second, my faith, I lost it. I was like, oh no! And then he kind of backed up, and then he got the run, and I was like, oh, here he comes. He's going to push Kozlowski around Logano because I saw the run. I was like, he's going to push around him. He's going to go I, with Kozlowski, and I said, okay, and they're going to both battle it out for the win. Yep, that's what I was thinking. He gave Kozlowski that push, and I'm like, here it is. Kislowski went to the inside, and all of a sudden, Logano blocks at the same time, and they both wreck. And I went, and McDowell goes right in between them. And I was like, holy crap. And I didn't know the caution came out yet. I just saw Chase Elliott starting to pass him in the turn. Right. And then they said the caution came out. And at this point, my eyes are wide open. I was like, holy crap. You got to be. I was like, shut. No way. No way. No way. And they're like, the caution came out. And I was like, oh, no. Chase Elliott was in front of him. Oh, crap. And then they show him coming to the line, and he's in front of Chase Elliott. Still at full speed. I'm like, okay. Then it shows his crew celebrating. Yeah. And I'm like, and then I hear it on his spotter. You just won. And he's screaming. And I'm just like, shut the F up. Are you ca-? I'm texting everybody. I'm like, I told you so. I told you so. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm calling people. Now, on the ground, MRN was saying, no, Michael McDowell has not been declared the winner. No, we do not know who won. We do not <laughs> know who's out front during the time of caution. Because like I said, I saw... Elliot and Dylan there. It's like one of those three cars won the Daytona 500. We don't know which one. Was it three? Is it nine? Is it 34? We don't know. I mean, it says 34 in the pylon. But yeah. But that's unofficial at this point. The, the, what that says is irrelevant to where what's at the time of caution through three and four. So I'm with you. I mean, you know, I'm, I didn't switch over to his radio. I'm listening to MRN. And then 
after he did his cool down lap, that's when they said McDowell won, and that's when I thought, come on, how did how did how did Preston pull oh, that man, off? Listen, when he got through that, and I was just like, and they said caution, and then when they said the thirty four, and he, you know, Spotter said you won. I said, shut up. I that's I was just like I can't believe this is like the greatest day ever yeah, like when, this is crazy. Once it was declared official, I said you need to go. You, well, you texted me, said McDowell. Yeah, I was and, just like, oh my god. And I said you need to go right now and, and go buy a lottery <sighs> ticket because I can't believe you called that. I can't I, believe you. I did just that. like it was. It was. I've never in the few times over the years I've tried to say oh you know this person's gonna win the race but i've never really done it like that but this time i was just like i had the best feeling leading up to it and i was like michael mcdowell is gonna win daytona 500 i see it now and people are you know deb from the fast lap was just like oh my that's crazy you know she's semi screech i was saying that bob levine from levine family racing kind of called it he was just like you know mcdowell's gonna do something today too because somebody was trying to reply to him talking trash about mcdowell he's like mcdowell you watch out he's gonna surprise some people yeah and I was just like, I I was just like, it's crazy. And, you know, she tagged me in that uh, that contest that Roush Yates are giving away the valve cover. Yeah, I tagged you in that too. I, I, I was just like, I oh, said, okay, hey, all, right, called, all right, all right, You called so, it, man. He, he deserves it. So, if, if they pick you, yeah, we'll give you a two. Or we'll yeah, so I told Deb, I said, you know, hey, maybe Anthony Alfredo will make it now. And she said, I mean, he's got talent. I said, well, then I, I told her, I said, you know, how about this? Maybe uh, he'll make the playoffs too because I kept saying I said McDowell's going to make the playoffs. You watch, well, and I'm sure nobody playoffs. had that. I tell you that, yeah. Yeah, and I, I said, I said, I told her, I said, look, on one of our episodes, I said he's going to make the playoffs, and then I said he's going to win the 500. Boom! It happened. I had such a great feeling in one that day. shot. In one shot, man. I had such a great feeling Look leading up to the window. When I got the hat in on Saturday, I'm like, "This is it." I tagged front row. I said, "I got the hat in. I'm ready for tomorrow." They liked it as well. Man. Just that was the moment when he got yeah. through, and they said, and w- the, before they even declared it, I was already shouting. I was like, "Shut the f up!" But I mean, obviously, I was saying the whole world, not just f. I was just oh. like, "Shut up!" I was like, "You got to be kidding me! This is really gonna happen." I, I was standing there in sun silence, like, "Oh man, Preston called he it." He called man. it. I was just like, need to pick oh, some lotto man, dude, Holy I cow. couldn't believe it, but yeah. Congratulations, Michael McDowell. What a race. Well, not only Michael McDowell, but Ben Rhodes and Austin Sindrick yeah, for man, winning the truck and Xfinity man. race as well. I'm, That's awesome. Their cars will adorn our background. Our I've backup. already thought about buying a uh, Michael McDowell diecast myself at this point. You should, I man. I thought about it, man. Well, I, I got to buy one for my diecast That's collection. That's the first time ever where I've actually called a race winner correctly. I mean, you're not going to have a fancy ticket next to it. No, no, nothing like that. But, but man, I tell you, okay, good man. call, man. Michael McDowell. Now, I'm going to ask you this, and before, because <laughs> we've talked about our perspectives on each weekend, on the weekend for the cup race. Yeah. Memorability. 10. I gave it a 10, too. But, if but only it's I- because of what transpired the entire day the wreck 14 laps in which was caught everybody off guard even me i was just oh, like yeah. i turned away for a split second oh i did the same thing i and, looked down and i looked and up in like, chaos and I, at that point when they said oh they're wrecking i was like oh, was my mcdowell in there is reagan in there because i really want david reagan to have a great run too and i was just like i saw reagan i was like oh man mcdowell's got to be in there too and he was he came out on the other side and i was like oh thank god <laughs> thank <Huh>. god <laughs> but it was that the rain delay I mean, yeah, it's obviously memorable, but like, I I gave it a ten, not for kind of for the reasons you did, but for mainly because I was there living it. It's like I'll, I won't forget this for a while. <laughs> so a ten for me. So we're gonna go down to excitement. I gave it an eight. I gave it a six. Okay. 
Because if you weren't there, or sorry, if you were there, it was just top line, cars in a line. It was boring. Mm-hmm. It was boring. Excitement for me was a six. Unpredictability. I gave unpredictability an eight. I gave it an eight as well. And I, you know, I could probably put a little bit lower for early in the race when, you know, Hamlin's leading a lot and we're just doing single file racing. Yeah. But I knew that when the time came, when it came down to probably 10 to go, that's oh, when it all bets no, are off the no, table. When it really was three to go, that's when action started picking oh, up, yeah. at least from my perspective. But I knew during those final three laps, it's like, it's anybody's game. Yeah, anybody's row, going for in it. that front line. Okay, uh, competitiveness. I gave it a seven. I gave it a six. Okay, yeah, it was pretty close. You know, it was pretty. Yeah. You know, I don't like. Like I said earlier, I don't like the manufacturers working with each other. I like. I hate the lack of practice mm-hmm. that NASCAR is doing. I think it should be fixed. I think it will be fixed, and hopefully, it does because that was inexcusable. Why we didn't have practice for this race? Yeah. And why we don't have practice for any race? But Formula One, and I have all three. Have all three and good qualifying and stuff like that. So intensity. I gave it a seven. I gave it a six. Mm. Overall race rating for you. It was an eight. 7.2 for me. Good. The biggest race of the year. Off to the worst start of the year, in my opinion. I think I, I really think the late afternoon start is what killed it because we probably could have gotten a whole, an entire race in and, and had a lot of fans see it. Yeah. And people probably, you know, some people may have not tuned back in on TV anyways because there was a lot of rumors on Twitter talking about, oh, NASCAR. Somebody said NASCAR might push this tomorrow because Fox has that premiere show for that game show coming on at like 7 o'clock. And somebody was like, if this gets pushed back tomorrow because of a game show, you bet your sweet butt that I'm not going to watch that game show. <laughs> well, also, too, if it got, like, I, I told you, I told my wife, I told my dad, if this gets pushed back to 4, I'm not doing it. I'm going to take these tickets and trade them in for Darlington tickets. Yeah. Because it got to the point for me where it's like, you know, I get it. It's the biggest race of the year. You know, you should make a big deal about the biggest race of the year, but you don't need Luke Combs. You don't need Michael Walter walking down and cardboard cutout up and down pit road talking well, whatever it is. I'll bring this up real quick. So I, when I was talking about it, I was talking to Maples. Maples said, it's not up to NASCAR. It's up to Fox that's broadcasting the, the, the race. They want it at 3 o'clock. And, you know, I'm thinking, I understand that maybe they're trying for the West Coast fans. That's great and all. Who cares? But you don't see Formula One changing across the pond no. over here when we got to watch at 7 o'clock in the morning. We live in the age now where it doesn't have to be a set time because, oh, I have to be home by this time. You set your DVR. Yeah. And you go. You shut off all social media notifications. You shut off the notifications and you, or you put your phone down completely. You go do what you need to do. Come back and watch from beginning. I'm all about, you know, night racing and all. Night racing is great, but I went back and watched other Daytona 500s, and I missed those days where you would go to church in the morning, and then you get home because at 12 o'clock, NASCAR is about to come on, and you can guarantee within 30 minutes of coming on, the green flag is going to be dropping. Right. <laughs> so I, I totally agree with you, dude. The I, mean, two, I felt the two hours were a little bit of a waste think, of a pre-race. Do you, do you think, though, that this is NASCAR's wake-up call? Do you think that as far as this weekend and everybody complaining on Twitter about the start time, and I'm sure there were people complaining about pomp and circumstance on there. I know I was as far as being on the ground waiting. And I, don't, I think the rain was going to come one way or another around – what four o'clock? Yeah, it was pretty. It was close between three thirty and four. I mean, we could have gotten the race in and starting at one. We probably could have gotten the whole race in. But do you do you think this is the wake up call for NASCAR as far as we should start the races at this time? Whether I mean, they just need to look at the seasons. Also, you're talking about starting 
I mean, like, it's warm in Florida most of the time. You're talking about starting a race in the afternoon when usually, I mean, I even dare say here, you're used to it. In South Carolina, you know, during the summer, even if it's a 10% chance of rain, usually it's going to rain about 3 or 4 o'clock, maybe even 5. But yeah, I mean, but my question is this. Is this their wake-up call saying we need a set time? I mean, if it starts at noon on the East Coast, it's going to start at 9 on the West Coast, yeah. 9 a.m., mm-hmm. which is not a lot of time for people to wake up. But if you're a true NASCAR fan, you're going to say whether what time zone you're in is your – whether what – Regardless of what time zone you are in around the world, you're going to say, I'm going to watch this race or I'm going to DVR it and watch it whenever I get back doing whatever I need to do. But is this your wake-up call saying, we don't need a 2.30 p.m. start? Sorry, probably a 2.30 p.m. That's when the invocation starts. Stand up, God bless America, or God bless America, the invocation, the national anthem, the flyover. Keep all that. But maybe... You know, what, do you, what is your take on it? Do you think this right. is their, na- their wake-up call? I wish I could say that this is their wake-up call, but I feel like NASCAR is still going to mess something up somewhere down the line. So I want to say yes and no at the same time. Right. Here's what they could probably do. Why don't we just have – why – like, I don't know how far in advance they try and set start times, but I know as far as, like – I'm going to put it like this. I know it's two different sports, but with college football, there's some college football teams that don't even know what time they're playing until literally the week before. They may change a time. Maybe NASCAR needs to go back and look at the season as they go and say, we're going to race on this day, but we don't know what the exact time. We'll give you an exact time two weeks out maybe. Right. Now, I understand that, you know, it, I don't think it would hamper, hamper people's travel plans or anything like that, but it needs to be a couple weeks out. Let's not just set the time. Because, like, like with it, COVID going on, you 30,000 fans there. Why did we need to do this entire pre-race thing with all with the concert and everything? You don't have full capacity. It's not that great. Why are we doing that? That's all I got to say. You know what? Maybe we need to go maybe NASCAR needs to go back and look and study and say we'll come up with a start time 2 weeks out. Maybe. We'll oh, yeah, yeah, I could agree. Maybe a week out. Or no, I, I could see why they do is because of TV, it brings in a lot of money for yeah. TV, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, I think this is their wake-up call because I haven't... I, the Daytona 500s, I remember starting to watch racing started at noon. Mm-hmm, started exactly. Started at 12.30. Yep. Green flag at 12.30. And I get it. There's a lot of moving parts to it, but... I've missed finishing during the day at this point in the past two years. I don't mind putting on sunscreen and watching the race under warm weather, yeah. warm, sunny sky, maybe a few overcast. If it's overcast, it's overcast. I mean, if it rains at noon, it rains at noon. But guess what? You have that time i remember pocono starting one year and it it was a six hour delay six hour rain delay mm-hmm. and you can't help the weather you can't stop the weather There's no. no you can't blame nascar on the weather but you can say look at this learn from it from the past two years if somebody would ask me and say what would you rather sit through all of this and get the entire race in or would you rather just sit through 101 laps during the day and then call it for rain? I'd sit through the 101 laps and call it for rain because yeah, if, if it's that rain, is a marathon. If it's a rain shortened for the rain and they can't get it back in for the window, try because the tracks have lights. Yeah. Track, if the track has lights, you've got all night, in my opinion, to do it. But even with, I mean, we go back to Darlington. And they and, and that rain delayed that that race was supposed to start I think at about five thirty six o'clock that mm-hmm. Southern five hundred yeah and then it gets started till ten yep and okay well flip on the lights dry the track we race till two a.m. that's it we get the race in mm-hmm. I don't mind that 
and it, me as a diehard fan, I mean, that just kind of burned me twice with Daytona. I'm thankfully they had the race and I got to sit through the Daytona 500 again, but it was miserable. The concert was subpar. If you're a big Luke Holmes fan or whatever his name is, I mean, you loved it, I'm sure. I, I didn't much care for it. I didn't care for it, but, you know. There was just, like, maybe the pre-race could be an hour. Well, on top of this, check this out. When we got back from the track, Lori and Bob from Georgia had to go home. We helped them pack. And as we're in bed, they're driving to work. Lori's got work the next day. Mm. So, you know, man, they got home, I think, maybe early. I mean, they were driving from... Because we got back at the campground at 1 Ooh. in the morning. We helped them pack, so they didn't leave till 2. At that point, I go to bed, and I didn't wake up till 6. And I, then I packed up and went home. You know, it's just one of those things where, you know, a lot of people left, and, you know, I don't know. And like I said, I, weather is... It's NASCAR just evolving with the, trying to change with the times, and they're trying to evolve, but... They're but, having some bad luck with it. Well, I tell you what, they're not involving the times well enough because we got DVRs now, we got other streaming platforms, we got the ability to switch around times and start times, and people can't make it. I got the race recorded. I've done it several times. I'll watch it when I get home. Yeah, we need to kind of they NASCAR might need to look back at pushing the start times to what it kind of used to be. Maybe even a one thirty start would have been okay. But I mean, like I said, I'm sitting there watching this entire pre-race show thinking. Knowing that rain is coming, and we could have already been racing for two hours. By the time we got back to the campground, as far as, you know, Guy, Bob, Bob and Lori from Georgia, and myself, we've been at that track for 13 hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a long day. It was, yeah. Hey, was it worth it? Yeah, I got to see the Daytona 500. I got to see Michael McDowell win. All, in fact, all three series, not one repeat driver. So, I'm very glad for that. But we're right. We're we're killing. We're beating the dead horse on yep. this, you know, because we still got our final lap, our our final thoughts. Driver of the week and this week in racing and in the marbles two point So we're gonna go ahead and listen to a fanatics read and get into our final thoughts. This is in the marbles, and we'll be right back after this. All right, Preston. Before I wanted to get into our next segment here, I wanted to remind all the fans out there listening on your regular podcast platform or on the Unhinged Sports Network about our partnership with fanatics where you could get all your sports gears needs ready for the 2021 season for maybe nascar i'm buying some nascar t-shirts hats and getting ready to go to daytona and support the teams there and support nascar but not only just nascar you could get any hockey stuff i get washington capitals gear there all the time i get uh, i just ordered some more vegas stuff off of there see you could get anything you need for any team that you want on fanatics.com if you head over to our partners tab on at in the marbles.net all the way at the bottom, you will see a link to our Fanatics page, and it'll start you off at NASCAR, but then you could branch off and go anywhere you want. That's in the marbles.net under the Partners page for Fanatics, and anything will help out the Unhinged Sports Network. And if you want to listen to the Unhinged Sports Network, you can head over to unhingedsn.com or just click under the Unhinged tab at in the marbles.net and click on the link, and it'll take you right there. That's unhingedsn.com. Go check them out. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap right here. Final thoughts here in this very long but very fun episode of In the Marbles where a lot of opinions were switched up and changed and good stories were told with good folk. And if you're listening for the first time, thank you again for sticking it out with us. Fun to be fun ride this has been, but this is our favorite part of the show, our driver of the week and final thoughts here. But we're going to kick off final thoughts, not with our driver of the week and this week in NASCAR. 
But with In the Marvels 2.0, yes, the In the Marvel season is back here. Ladies and gentlemen, we have 16 that signed up for In the Marvels 2.0. And here's how the standings go after the Daytona 500 week one. I'm in the lead with 186 points. How I did that, I don't know, but I did that. <laughs> Kyle Summers Racing, who is Kyle Summers, is in second with 168 points. SMR Operations. That's me. Good job, Preston. 167 points. As I said, Kyle Summers had 168 points, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's a close battle right there for second. Matt Camper, our Patreon, is fourth with 158. S Blades, 153. 43 and me, 139. Unhinged Jim did very well for his first time out there in, in the Marbles 2.0. 134 points. And SMR R&D, our defending champion, 118 points. However, we had a few DNF, DNFs and did not starts. And I'm talking BK Racing 57, Meep Meep, my favorite kid, my favorite player, Meep Meep. <laughs> Chuck 8384, which is Charlie, he signed up right, I think, after the Daytona 500 started, but he'll be back here in the next couple of weeks. Jay Waka Flocka, Crunchy Enterprises, Wiregrass Racing, Beamer on a Beamer, who had a stellar run last year, and Smoking Woody, literally, that's his name, Smoking Woody. All tied for ninth, but uh, make sure you guys do that. Make sure you sign up for Into Marvels 2.0. We're going to push that more and remind everybody that they need to do that. But very good start to Into Marvels 2.0. Man, it's finally back. Yep. And, you know, we're going to give out another Amazon gift card, a $100 Amazon gift card. But on top of that, two things are going to happen. One, the first, the champion of the league is going to get a first-place trophy, and we're going to get a big trophy with nameplates on there for every winner. Kind of like the big Harley Day Earl trophy. Okay. We'll do that. I got a trophy set up, and you're going to get a small replica of that trophy, but your name will ever everybody in place in there. That'd be cool. It's going to be very nice. So another $100 Amazon gift card, a championship trophy, show off to all the Marvel heads out there for emulation and bragging rights. And, again, if Preston and I were to win the season-long championship, It'll just carry over to next year, so it would be a $200 Amazon gift card. That's right. So, Preston, you want to start off with the uh, Driver of the Week, or do you want me to do This Week in NASCAR? I'll start off with the Driver of the Week. All right, who is our Driver of the Week this week here at In the Marbles? Our Driver of the Week this week is, well, we talked about him earlier in the show, unfortunately, Derek Cope. Derek Cope. Or if wrecked you want to go on, with the full name, Derek Wayne Cope. Well, Derek Wayne Cope lapped on, wrecked on lap three. Yeah, born November the 3rd of 1958. Most... Prominently known for his 1990 Daytona 500 win. Yep. It says he currently competes part-time in the Cup Series, driving for the number 15 car for Rick Ware Racing, but I think that was just a one-off for this year, trying to make you know be a part of the 500 again. Which he could be, because he's a past champion in the Daytona yeah. 500. So, his achievements, like we said, the 1990 Daytona 500 winner, awards the 1984 Winston West Series Rookie of the Year, we look at his Cup Series career, 428 races run over 32 years. Most recently, the number 15 Rick Ware Racing Chevrolet. Best finish in points, 15th in 1995. Okay. First race, 1982 Winston Western. That's interesting. That's a tongue twister right there. The Winston Western <laughs> 500 at Riverside. Latest race, of course, the 2021 Daytona 500. First win, Daytona 500, 1990. Last win was the 1990 Budweiser 500 in Dover. So over 428 races just in the Cup Series career. Two wins, 32 top 10s, and only one pole. Derek 
cope, everybody. But he's got that Daytona 500 Daytona champion. Daytona 500 championship. At age 62, he was running this past weekend and unfortunately could not do it. Nope, wrecked on lap three. I remember Man. that. I, That's so, unfortunate. Lap three. Couldn't make it to lap three before us all started falling apart here. Well, for this week in NASCAR, we go back to 1965, February 14th, which happened to be the Daytona 500 this year. And we go back to February 14th, 1965. Fred Lorenzen wins a rain short in Daytona 500, finishing a lap ahead of runner-up Derringer. Ford and Mercury take the top 13 positions as the factory Chrysler team continues its boycott. I think we'll get more into that next week on why they were boycotting that race. But 1965... Fred Lorenzen, your Daytona 500 racing champion. Winning a lap ahead a of lap second ahead. place. You couldn't even imagine that these wow. days, could you? It's like a Lewis Hamilton-esque type thing. Yeah, it is. Interesting, though. But Preston, very, interesting. very long episode. If you stuck around for it, we commend you because usually the Daytona escapades are a longer episode than any other episodes. Preston, you have anything else before we wrap it up here on this second Daytona Escapades episode. Nope, nothing else. I'm ready for road course racing this weekend coming up. Yep, and if you want to hear more about that, we'll be on the Unhinged Sports Network exclusive content with Race Day Unhinged at, we said 9.30, it's 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Race Days, so listen to Race Day Unhinged every 9 a.m. on the Unhinged Sports Network, and we will be there giving you the latest and greatest for the updates on that race. But if you have nothing else, Preston, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. I'd like to thank everybody so much again for tuning into this week here at In the Marbles. Make sure to follow In the Marbles on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And go check out InTheMarbles.net for links to our partners, Dr. Squatch, Flag and Anthem, Stand Up to Cancer, Fubo, and Fanatics for everything you need with those websites. And make sure to go sign up for In the Marbles 2.0. And if you haven't kept up with In the Marbles 2.0, give us a competition for that. For Preston Lude, I'm Matt Beamer. Thank you so much for tuning in to us this week. Stay safe and have a good rest of your week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.